1: Coming to you live from downtown Detroit. This is Benzinga's pre-market prep. All right, guys. What's up, Joe? What's up, Dennis? How we look? Not looking? much. Not much.
2: You know, can, can we? You know, in order to lighten Paris. up the mood, we should have played "It's Friday." It's Friday. Remember <laughs> that song?
1: I should have. You're right. We should right. have played
2: that. But have. we got to get back to the dad joke of the day. We need to lighten lighten up the mood here. Right. This is this is an old one. Dads love trying to trick you into pulling their finger. Yeah, for yeah. sure. You know what? That's an oldie. You know what? Dennis old- is not amused.
3: <laughs> no. Nothing is amusing me this morning here, Joel. <laughs> nothing at all. This is a very, very bad tape. When you have Apple going up the expected move last night, showing strength, the market responding well last night. And then the futures traders just turn it around, start knocking it down, knocking it down. And when you have Apple showing that strength and the market just shrugging it off saying, nope, we just don't want stocks, that is not a good sign.
2: All right, let me run things down. We had the we had a close of 1775. We had that higher open because of Apple and it was just snuffed out in the double close area right there. 43 uh 45 to split those closes. Uh crude up a buck eleven at 87.72. Gold getting pounded down 860 at 1786.40. Silver going the same way. Uh Down twenty two cents at twenty two forty six. Bitcoin hanging in there. That's up seven hundred and five dollars at thirty six thousand two sixty. Ethereum hanging in there as well, up thirty seven fifty at twenty three seventy four. So, do we want to do good report, bad report,
1: good report, bad report? How do we How do we want to do it, Spencer? We'll let you lead the way. I mean we, we got to start with Apple right because uh, it is your leader and we you know companies like Apple I'm using like Microsoft when we saw this with Microsoft they have the power to take the market with them Microsoft took the whole market with it the other day when it reported earnings Apple did
3: too last night
1: and Apple did too because it was a it was a really really good report it was. Let's get the chart up on the screen. The bottom line here on Apple is they came in above the estimate on everything. Earnings per share, revenue, every single segment beat. iPhone, services, other products, Mac, iPad. Every segment came in above the estimate. Last night the guidance wasn't was was, was fine. You know, they they also were a little conservative as far as the talking about the chip shortage, the struggles remain, but they say it's getting better. It was a great report. Yeah. It was a great report.
3: And the market rallied it. We went up the expected move on Apple, Joel. Expected move worked like a charm here. A little bit over, maybe 8 $9. The expected move was 8 so kind of hung out. It originally went right to 8 and then it sold off about $3 in that original, like about half an hour after the report. But then we rallied back up, and we were hanging out for the most part up about $8, eight and a half, right around the expected move. But they could not get it through the expected move. And then they started to leak it, and it's been leaking, and now the market's leaking, and now it's like, oh man. Um, so I don't know. I own Apple, it's obviously, long term portfolio holding on to it. But if I had it on for a trade, I'd sell it. God, a good report. You know what's different
2: about this is like the Apple, or excuse me, the Microsoft had the wild session, but it was at the highs at the open, right? it was right at that 308 or yeah 308 area this is a little bit different cuz now because of that market factors you're off you're off uh, about uh six bucks uh f- excuse me five bucks off that high uh going to be hard to get back over 168 i mean unless you just you know unless this the spoof just get crazy get back in the 4300 which you know anything is possible in this anything. market, folks. Well, what what we've seen today and of this week. I mean, you can't yeah. rule anything out. Yeah. Um, inside day yesterday, so I'm just gonna go simple. You know, let's let's just get through yesterday's high. Let's just you just, just do a gut check here. Let's forget about the earnings. We see the 63.84 high, and I believe there's another high right in that area. Let's just 164. If this is going to be Apple's day, if people are going to react to the earnings like they should, we're going to barrel through this 164. That's a pair of highs, and then go up and test the pre-market high. Coming back on the downside, better hold the close. That's all I have to say, 159.22. Actually, that's a triple close area, 59.78, 59.69, 59.22. So there's your range. There's your potential range in Apple.
1: And just to be clear on uh, Apple doesn't issue guidance. They haven't given guidance in a couple of years. But the, as far as the forward looking statements, they did say that their the supply chain problems were
3: getting better. So that's yeah. why I, I, all, good news. Yeah, all it, good news. It was good. It was good. There was nothing on that report that was bad. And the stock was up rightfully so. Went to the expected move like they usually do. This market, the tape is just terrible. And it's very concerning. I know there's people who want to buy. They're still looking their chops, buying the dips, buying the dips. I bought a few dips in the longer term portfolio, but again, those appear now to be mistakes because we have hung. Here's the overall problem with the market. We'll get to Robin and we'll get to the other earnings here in a second. But the overall problem is we've hung out here too long. We made three uh, days with the range about the same. What you often see is you go down, you bounce a bet, and if it's going to start, and then it consolidates. And then you wouldn't see it resolve higher if you think the balance is over. But we feel like we're resolving lower. So now what I would say is you take the original move, which was a drop of about 40, you know, 40 spy points, Joel. So about 400 S&P points. And you knock that off from where we currently are. And that's where I think we're heading. So I think we're heading to that 400 spy area, 390, 400. Wow. So which would bring us down, you know, another three, 400 points from here. And then maybe we reevaluate at that point. So I think you are not buying the dip here today. Um, it's just hung out here too long. We just didn't bounce out of the area. And if you've got trades on that, you know, you, you want to get out of, I think you may even need to sell it in the hole today. I don't know if you're going to get, maybe we're going to get bounced. I mean, we always seem to bounce back. But you got to use those rips to get out. Just like I was tweeting last night, it was that you could feel it that if there was a bounce, you should be lightening up. But I tweeted out last night another nice selling opportunity, and it was last night. And here we are. I think we're going to retest those lows, and I think we might even do it today on the S&P, do- which is the 420. Dennis, Dan,
1: do you know what the ultimate irony of this is? I'm not going to ask Joel because Joel knows the answer, but I'm going to ask you. Do you know what happened one year ago today?
3: Uh, meme stocks topped out.
1: GameStop to four
3: eighty three. That's it. Where is GameStop now? Ninety three. Wow. I think GameStop is going a hell of a lot lower. AMC. I had my price target at ten when it was fifty. It's fourteen. Stick with my price target at ten. Um. I don't know. I mean, all this stuff. Uh. I mean, those were predictable that those stocks were going to come down. It's just everything else now. It's yeah. like. And Joel, I know you're kind of quiet back there, but I mean, you know, you we look were at, sick to you know, our
2: stomach, man. Last year when this was going on and there was, well, the it didn't make any sense. It's since sliced bread, we were just thinking, yeah. and this is such a bad thing. People are getting the wrong, such the wrong notions. Yeah, you about suckered the in so
3: many people. I felt bad. I felt belief. horrible. And you kind of knew it was going to end badly. You just didn't know when. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, it has. And I mean, they're still holding. A lot of these people are still holding. They're still believing there's going to be a short squeeze. And you know what? It's it's had a lot of short squeezes. And it's going to have another one. But the short squeeze is going to be like from 12 to 13 to 15 on AMC. I don't think you're getting back to 40, 50. In this market, we can never say never because it's proven that before. But I don't think you're getting back to 40, 50, $60 because fundamentals, this is a fundamental market it's being driven on. It's It's the CFAs are winning here now. Um, You got to do your analysis. Even value stocks are right now, they just don't want to buy anything. Like This day is ugly. I'm looking at what is up today. I see Apple up slightly now, not nearly as much. I see Visa up because it reported. I see a couple Apple suppliers up because of Apple. And that's it. I mean, we've been talking about the consumer staples not being a place to hide. Well, today they're breaking down. And I think if you are concerned about this market, you should not be hiding in consumer staples. You should be hiding in U.S. dollars, not Bitcoin, not crypto, because that's all going down too, in my opinion. Um, Like I I said a a little bit while ago, but it's not out of the realm of possibility that Bitcoin could see 10,000 again. Um, I think you got to be selling into strength on all of this stuff Um, because we're in a revaluation of risk here and there's so many bag holders now. Like we are replaying we are replaying 2000. We are replaying, and we're, we're six months, a year into it, where they've hammered all the gross stuff, and now they're going to start coming for everything. And I don't know if we're, you know, maybe it's going to turn around on a dime. Maybe the Fed's going to defend this market. Maybe the Fed's, if it really starts to get ugly, will start getting more dovish in their talking, and then that'll turn the market around. I, and I'm not saying we're going into this full, like, or oh, we're going to fall 40 50 60% on the S&P. Those, the stocks just you know aren't valued like they were back in 2000 where it could have a fall like that. But could we go down another 10% from here on the S&P and could we get cut in half on all those growth names again? I think we could. So I nibbled my toe in square at 106. It looks like a mistake. Yeah. Um, I nibbled my toe into a few things. They all look like mistakes. This is the type of market. It's what a bear market feels like. You buy something in your long-term portfolio. A week later, you regret it. You know, even if you get the bounce, that's what this market is. It's instant. It's not instant remorse, but it's pretty quick remorse when you're buying stocks. If you are wondering, uh, you know, uh, how to to hide in cash, well, you
1: can always just hold cash in your account. Or there are instruments like the UUP, which is an ETF that invests in U.S. dollar and shorts uh, other currencies
3: against it. UUP is at its highest level since like last summer right now. They always fly into the U.S. dollar when you have weakness. 2008 was the same thing. We were at par with the Canadian dollar and the U.S. dollar exploded. They always go into the U.S. dollar when you have fear. It's the world currency that they fly into. I'm sorry, Bitcoin is not. It's the U.S. dollars. When you really, really get into trouble, people start going into U.S. dollars. So it's not surprising that that UUP is breaking out and that's telling That's not a good sign for the market either Jordan. no not at all that's that not hurts a, good a lot sign. of it's telling you that people are scared that hurts let's go to the robin hood earnings um, um, we'll give oh, some boy. bad news off the bat and then we'll give you know some good news in our opinion because um it's down significantly let's talk we knew the report was probably going to be bad because you can just you know the clientele and all that crazy stuff yep crypto yep. all the stuff that's been hammered is where the clients are so it's predictable that they probably weren't going to get the trading volumes that they'd like
1: yeah so here are the numbers the uh, fourth quarter earnings per share they lost 49 cents per share which was a little bit below the estimate uh sales came in below actually sales was a little bit higher as well but uh q1 sales guidance sales guidance for the current quarter they said it'll be less than three hundred and forty million dollars versus a four hundred forty-eight million dollar estimate. I want to bring up some charts here that kind of tell the story. Uh, I pulled it from a variety of sources. First, this is uh, from the block. This is crypto as a share of Robinhood's transaction revenue. R- recall uh, when they added Dogecoin to the platform. What yeah. was it? Uh, Q. It was Q two of last year. That 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 was it. People were were literally flocking to Robinhood. Just to trade Dogecoin, everybody. So, so so that's come off its high. Okay, this is adjusted EBITDA going in the wrong direction, right? Going from positive to negative, not a great sign. Uh, Net funded accounts. Look at the growth. It's
3: not happening.
1: Where where is it? It's not. There is no growth. Okay, it's going to start
3: declining. Yeah.
1: Look look at the AUM. Look at the assets under management. Again, where is the? But it's even lower than that now. It's not well.
3: There's no growth.
1: (laughs) Look at the average revenue per user. Again, wrong because they're
3: not trading. Wrong. They're all stuck. They've lost their money and they're just sitting back. All these
1: charts. And this is from their presentation. I and they've gotta I mean they've gotta be transparent about this stuff. So so this is the bad news. Right. Yeah. I mean, all of this is the bad news, yeah. and, we, and we'll, we'll, we'll look at the stock chart now. There it
3: is; you can see it at ten dollars. That's bad news too. <laughs> right. That's Bad news too. <laughs> What's the good news? <laughs> there is a the there good is, news is I agree. Overlining. Yeah. Well, you you breached ten, which was predictable. I mean, when it was coming down. I was like, it's come this far. It's going to get under ten. Hit the you know whoever stopped is sitting under ten. They'll want to get it under 10 the regular session to hit the stops, probably. Does it bounce that 975, 980? or It might. I don't know the path here. I do believe that Robinhood will get taken over by somebody eventually. I do believe that it's not getting taken over at 20 bucks, though. And the problem is, if it continues to leak, and let's say it gets down to six, seven, five bucks, you know, five yeah. miles lower, then it gets taken over at seven. Are you happy about you it at 10? So, Coming in a stock, you know, I agree with Kramer. Just buying a stock because it's a takeover yeah, we've candidate sent it is really a bad investment sometimes. Because here you are, you have a company that's really not firing on any cylinders anymore. Um, all the growth that, you know, they had from, you know, stimulus, people funding accounts, people sitting at home, you know, trading. All of those stocks, the story stocks we know have been destroyed. So you probably have a majority of the Robinhood customers that are sitting bag-holding stocks. And they're not going to be trading if they're just sitting, holding the capital in these losers. They don't have the capital, just turn over and buy something else. So that's the problem is that the client base is all the same types of stocks. There's some good, don't kid yourself, very good traders in Robinhood as well. And there's not everybody, but I'm saying a lot of Robinhood traders probably own GME, probably own AMC. Some of them probably own crypto. Some of them probably own Dogecoin. The stuff's not coming back. So those customers are going to, you know, not be trading as much because they simply got their capital tied up in, in, in those stocks that yep. probably aren't coming back. I do believe that if you're looking at this and saying, man, if you're one of the big brokers and what's the market cap on Robinhood now? Ten. It, no, it, no, it's no. a drop in the bucket for one of the big guys to come yeah. in and buy it. Ten. So I think it could get bought. I do think Robinhood probably gets taken out at some point in time. I'm not sure I want to be the hero and say this is that time, though. Maybe the brokers are saying, Why do I want to do it now? Why don't I wait until you know it really gets ugly and I can really get it cheap? Maybe it is already. Right.
1: No, and, and so that's the idea, right? Maybe like maybe not now, but maybe in a few months if it's at if it's I at think six, so, six billion dollars yeah. or five billion dollars. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, there, there's something to that. And and here's the bottom line on Robinhood, right? Those numbers are that we just showed are not great, but this is the this is what really matters here. And this is for if you're a big broker, you're a big bank. All you care about is AUM and number of and accounts, right? So, Robinhood's got those in space. They got twenty-two yeah. million funded, almost twenty-three million funded accounts. They have almost a dollars in AUM. That's not nothing. If you're a J.P. Morgan or if you're a a, a Vanguard or or somebody, It'd be any, nice to
3: get those customers. It in would
1: your... be great to get those customers. Yeah. What are you gonna do with those customers?
2: You're gonna hold their hands.
3: Well, they're get young customers, country. Joel, though. You've got to consider one thing. For all these Robinhood traders, there's a, probably a lot that aren't going to make it, but there's going to be some whales that come out of there, too. There's going to be some excellent, you know, big investors coming from Robinhood yeah. that you eventually get your hands on, too. So you can't just say, oh, they're all AMC and they're all going to right. zero. Okay. That's not the case. There's a lot of really good traders in Robinhood, too. So there is some going to be some whales in there as well. I do. I'm with you, Spencer. I think some, one of the big guns looks at this and does eventually buy it. I don't want to be the person catching the falling knife. I'll go with my fundamental thesis that when a stock is making a new all-time low, you got to go. You can't be owning stocks making new all-time lows because new all-time lows be getting more new all-time lows. And you could have given the same conversation at 20, and now we're at 10. And a 20, takeovers off the table. You'd be happy to get 15 right now. So, I mean, you look here and you think... It could continue to leak. The company is just not firing on any cylinders right now. If I'm the big guns, maybe I'm waiting, or maybe you think you want to get there before somebody else gets there. But I do believe it's going to get bought. I just don't want to be too early.
2: I mean, uh, Patrick, PK just made a thing about, you know, the whales not staying, you know, with the platform. I mean, you can get commission-free trading at other places, right? And you could get a lot better execution, everybody's I mean, got yeah now. yeah so i don't know what you know the, the way they're gonna have to convert the whales are gonna convert to to, to different platforms i don't i don't think they're gonna stay there
3: naturally the natural conversion of them is easy i mean if you're within let's just say a schwab came and bought them you know you're oh within the gosh. schwab family now can you, can you
1: even imagine getting just converting half of those users to a
3: long-term
1: S and P 500 fund, and then and you you have them forever. You have them you for want to talk the young- about
2: the last yeah. firm that would buy them would be Schwab.
1: Why? Why? The- Schwab just no Schwab Schwab just bought TDA. They wouldn't. because yeah,
2: they Schwab's going the opposite direction. They um, they want more sophisticated investors. Well,
3: these people become sophisticated investors, though, Joel. I mean, this is the future. You're buying a bunch of accounts with twenty year olds in there. Those twenty year olds will eventually thirty and forty, and they're eventually going to have money. Most of these people, in one exactly, way or another, exactly. So I think okay. that it, at a certain point in time, if it got down a five billion dollar market cap, it's too it's too easy to just scoop up and you oh, know yeah. and, and convert those customers. Is ten billion cheap enough? I don't know that. I'd say five billion is for sure. If Robinhood's at five. I think I'm backing up the truck and loading it. Somebody asked me this one was a fourteen. They're like getting taken out. I think it does, and I said I I think I would wait though. Now I'm glad I waited. It's ten. Am I coming here at ten today? I think I, it, it's it's a tough call because the tape. Like, let's bring it back to the broad market. We're in this horrible market right now. We really are. I mean, you know, we can bring up ARKK, and it's been a good indicator for what's been happening overall, and it's led us on the decline. And I mean, we're going to challenge the low of the move again here today. All of the stocks in there, I mean, Zoom, you can say, oh, yeah, it's trading 40 times earnings all you want, but I get those emails. Do you get the emails from Zoom to upgrade? Or maybe you guys already have the, but I get this email. Literally, if I look here in my junk, because my junk's picking it up, from Zoom Video Communications, <laughs> I got last, so on January 6th, they sent me an email, gift from Zoom, upgrade to pro today and save 25%. Five days later, increased savings. Offer ends at the end of the month, but now you get 30% off. Then seven days later, another email from Zoom. Limited time offer, 30% off. Don't ditch the 40 minute limit. And then again yesterday, so I'm getting it once a week. I'm getting spam from Zoom because I have a free Zoom account. I'm getting spammed in my email. My junk's picking up. Thank you, junk. I, I'm... Um, but, you know, if you own these stocks and this is your growth engine, how many growth stocks got a discount 30 40% to get you to upgrade? You know, it's it's when you've got to start offering significant discounts and it's supposed to be a growth company. Those are not the kind of growth companies you want. So you can say, oh, it's trading cheap relative to where it was, sure. But, you know, we've got competition everywhere. I mean, even on this show, like we said six months ago, we stopped using Zoom. We now use StreamYard. We feel like it's better. There's a bazillion of these things. So until they come out with something else, yeah, new product. Uh, their revenues yep. can actually start declining. Those earnings could potentially start declining. So then where are you on this multiple basis? Somebody was on, an analyst on CNBC the other day said, oh, it's just cheap. Well, yeah, cheap relative to itself where it was, but you're in a declining business right now, a business that's definitely not growing. I wouldn't be getting these emails if it was. So we can say 136, how it can go wrong. Tell you how it can go wrong. If the revenue continues to decline and competition continues to come, this will be a sub $100 stock. So I'm not gonna be a hero and say that this is the bottom, especially when I'm getting these emails. Uh, First off, Dennis, I thought,
1: you treat your entire email like one large junk folder. I didn't realize that you actually looked at your email. So this is sometimes news to, this is news to me. Um, and, and, and the, the, the second thing I'll add, uh, and Anthony suggests fidelity just to put, go back to the hood thing. Yeah. it's I, There's a play here. We just don't know where we don't know when, and we don't know how. Yeah. How I mean, you can speculate all you want. Right.
2: And, and- yeah. If you buy here, I mean, there's someone. There's oh, I could say there's a little buying interest. Like someone's bringing this stock in around town. You had to spike low uh, to nine seventy seven, and then a bunch of other. So someone holding someone's, where it should. Yeah, yeah. Someone's you know, double digits. Yeah, sure. I mean, someone's there. I don't. I don't see this. You know that. You know anything could happen, but I, I wouldn't see this. short it here.
3: No, I wouldn't go short now, Robin Hood. The money, the easy, on all these growth names, the easy money's been made shorting these things. The, the people who, you know, had the guts to come in and short all the story stocks are the ones making all the money. So the easy money's been made on the short side on a lot of these things. Even shorting Kathy Wood at this point in time. I mean, it's fallen. ARKK is down 30%. We're not even through January. It's almost down 30% this year. I mean, what do you want? That's a huge move. That's the indicative of a, a, a crash in three weeks, really, for her name stocks. So, I mean... Do you you come and buy Arc now, though? It's still not cheap. So I'm still not coming in. If I put that value area in, you know, and looking at all her stocks and you break down into the holdings and stuff. And I mean, Tesla is still not cheap at all. You know, it's still the biggest holding breaking down to new lows again. You know, it sounds like I still, you know, when I open up the hood, pun kind of intended, under Arc, you know, you see Tesla, you see a bunch of, you know, growthy storied stocks that new stories and you see all these stocks making new all time lows. So a lot of them making new all-time lows, not Tesla, but a lot of stocks making new all-time lows that she's holding, or, or at least 52-week lows. It's hard to just call the bottom in something like that. So as at a certain point in time, will ARKK be a buy? Maybe, but it's not nothing in her we've whole been saying portfolio. That for we've
2: been saying that for a couple months.
3: Well, No, we've been saying well, it for I mean, a year. Like, oh, you know, yeah. there's I've been quotes. saying it for two years. I was way early, I'll tell you. <laughs> right now, I was way early. I was like, none of this makes any sense. But you know what? I didn't get burned in it because it didn't make sense. I didn't make the money like maybe some other people did right? on the way up. So, yeah. you know, maybe I missed out, but at least I'm not getting burned on the way down in all those stocks. Because a lot of stuff just doesn't make any sense at these valuations. I don't know what our analysts are doing, but I'll tell you, you know, you can say, Oh yeah, they're gonna grow into these earnings and they're all value stocks. They're not. I mean they they're they're it's it's just not the case. She's wrong and the market's proving her wrong.
2: And it's also it just you know or, or
3: she's early. Huh? She oh no. she, well, she was very early. She was she was very early on everything and she was paid. She did great for a long time. Give her props. She's still early, is what I'm 2017, saying. 2017 ARC was $19 and it drove to 170. I mean, she outperformed this market driven by Tesla. Well, that pun was intended, but totally driven by Tesla. But I mean, you know, she was, you know, on it and everything went, and everybody believed. And anything she would buy, like how much alpha was generated just from her buying the stock. Um, I mean, she would band, buy something, that? And then it would go she up twenty percent the next day. She did so good
1: that even or well, she did so well that even even if you take the last year into account, her annualized returns have crushed the S and P. That's how good the last five years were, even even including last
3: year, as bad yeah. as last year was. So, but if yeah. you go to the last three years now, she's underperforming the S and P. And that takes away the big gain that she had because we can see that chart of Berkshire Hathaway on top of ARKK. And Burke has now passed her in the last three years. And he's got the conservative, boring, oh, you know, Warren's washed up approach. Mm, Not so much, not so fast. Valuation works in the long run. All right. So, anyways, I'm not buying her today. It I'm is, not buying Arc
1: tomorrow. Yeah. So someone asked, Is is team still up? Yeah, Atlassian is up. It's basically your biggest gainer in the morning. Uh, not your biggest, but you, your biggest one that is on my radar. You do have a couple of stocks in the green, but what is in the green like Apple? Is leaking right at Alaskan yeah. had a great report team. Uh, but it's now it's off its pre market high now. What's right?
3: pre market high? Brands chair on team, Joel. Uh, 330, just yeah. over 330. Now you're 306. You give them half of it back already. This market is just selling rips. Selling rips, the selling the rip is working better than buy the dip ever did. That's how good selling the rip is working right now. That's how good it's working. I mean, you look at, yeah. you know, even the Microsoft report, right to the expected move. You're selling that rep or, or or the Apple report last night, but Microsoft, too. What about Service Now? They're on there. Oh, yeah, Kramer, yeah. 550 last, yesterday morning. Yeah. Yeah, rah, rah. Service now. Got, the yeah. guy gets on there with his cool glasses, you know, saying, oh, yeah, we're the best. We're the best. <laughs> That's <laughs> I what like he's that. doing. That's what he says. He's so cocky, that CEO. Like, I know Kramer loves him, but he comes off very arrogant. You know, saying, everybody needs service now. We're the coolest people in town. Is that the guy, is that the hippie they had on? He's always, he's on uh, lots of times. Kramer likes the service now guy. And maybe he's a really good guy, but he comes off very arrogant in his energy. He
2: kind of looked like Mick Jagger, didn't he? Yeah. Is that the guy I'm thinking of? Yeah, yeah.
3: But here Uh, you are, service now. Kramer, rah, rah, rah. This is the one he got on 550. It just gave half of it back. It just gave half of the move back in one day. So you know, is it going to give it all back? Probably. Great report. Good stock. Sell the rip. Works again.
2: Yeah, and we talked about that one. You had I kind of liked the five. What was this? There there was three highs in a row at five forty-five, and it did get through that. Made me look pretty bad when it went to five fifty-seven. But man, when you get that many lows or not that many highs in the same area. I mean, yeah, shorting it when it went up through it, you know, was a bad move. But it's one of those, you know, things where, you know, it comes back down through it. It seems like it you're shorting early.
3: even if you take heat, it feels yeah. like three, four days later, you're starting to make money again. I mean, it's, it's unbelievably consistent right now, shorting stocks. Uh, Visa, same story, right? Pre-market, uh,
1: earnings pop got up to 219, is off yeah. now. It was a good report.
3: Major <laughs> resistance at 220. 220. That's a hey, level hey, of hey, all hey. levels. Yep. I don't think it's getting through there. Um, again, this is just the market. You don't buy the rip, you sell the rip. If you're buying the rip, you're absolutely doing it backwards and asking to lose money. 219, that's right where it should have stopped. Look at all the resistance at 220, Joel. Yeah, right there. Yeah. If I was long Visa, I'd be selling it. I sold MasterCard after, eight, after 13 years of holding it. I sold a big chunk of my MasterCard. That's how much I don't like this market. I even sold some of my take two. I took some big gains just to try to get out of some of the stuff. And yes, I nibbled my toe on some GM. And yes, I nibbled my toe on some square. It looks like those were mistakes.
2: Woo-hoo! We're rallying consumer spend. We got some numbers, Dennis. Be careful. Another there.
3: rally to sell.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keep those offers out there.
3: But you know what? It rips like more than you think. We'll probably, does. Go, we're it probably does. go green. Everybody be like, oh, yeah, we're back. We're buying the dip. And then they pull the rug out from under it again. Guilty until proven innocent, this market. Use the rallies to raise cash. That is how I'm approaching it again now. Sorry. I I mean, I tried to get bullish a few days ago. I tried. You did. I tried. But it's just been down here too long. We've been down here. We're not responding well enough to good reports. That Apple report really turned me. I mean, you look at the Apple, and here was a fantastic report. I don't know. I gotta cancel all my orders here again because we're gonna just rip higher. Here. Oh, take like a little a-
2: heat. Come on, you just said take a little heat. <laughs> no, it goes so much farther than you think. Like I was thinking the open yesterday. I'm like, oh man. It this, goes
3: way farther than it's you just
2: think. gonna roll over off the open and I got rolled uh, you know, off the open. And when it went up, you know, went all the way into the uh you know, went up all the way forty handles above the open. No, yeah, I know. The shorts is yes. not
3: that easy. Like it's, it's not no. just like oh a short. They're, they give you a major heat. So, but still that being said, I mean the Apple expected move right to it. So you just gotta pick your points. You just can't go oh this point in time. You gotta pick your levels. Joel's levels combined with a, a bearish thesis right now is working. Corp, uh, PC price index up. What yeah, the we, were. we we just had a
1: bunch of data points come out all at the yeah. same time. Uh, and so yeah, you have PCE price index. You had uh, a personal the de- 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 December uh, personal spending which fell. You had the employment cost index. A bunch of data points is probably. All just, I don't want to call it noise, but that's what kind of what it is here. You know what? No, I don't want to insult economic data. We're we're about to have an economist up on the show in like two minutes. So I'm not going to insult economic data points before we bring Blue on. But um, I I need Blue. We need Blue. Blue, are you ready? Should we bring Blue on now? Blue, are you ready? Go ahead. Bring him on. Blue Blue's ready. All right. Let's bring on Blue Putnam, uh, managing director and uh, uh, chief economist of the CME group. Uh, and help us make sense of all this stuff. Blue, good morning.
0: Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
4: Good morning.
1: How are we doing this morning?
4: Oh, we're doing pretty good. I'm not complaining. Hey, hey we got someone that's not complaining on the show. I like that.
1: <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Uh, okay. So uh, I guess we'll just start with this. I, have you gotten a chance to look at all those numbers that just hit two minutes ago? Uh, I, I, To be honest, I'm not even super familiar with, uh, you know, uh, pce and, and personal spending i don't even really pay No, well, most-
4: personal spending was down but we already knew retail sales were down in december so there's no news there uh the the uh, core wage rate is uh picking up a little bit but there's no news there the core inflation rate is high there's no news there so that this all just basically is confirming what we already knew that we've got inflation you know hello how long does it take us to figure that out
1: uh, apparently not uh, too long, I think. Uh So, all right, we we have inflation. No, all right, so no news. The, uh, that's the takeaway. No news from these these uh, data points this morning. Uh, yeah, no surprises. What What about from from Wednesday? Any surprises out of out of the Fed on Wednesday? Or or, in, or yeah, now? that's what I wanted to ask you, Blue. Too.
4: I mean, I thought he he pretty much stayed the course. He did stay the course. And, you know, when, when we talked back in December after that meeting, I, I told you they were going to stay the course. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing you got to know about the Fed. The, the Fed is data dependent. What does data dependent mean? It means that they're always behind the curve because it takes five, six months of data to develop a pattern that they have confidence in. So they were late to the inflation party, but they're late because they're data dependent and they're data dependent because they don't want to be a forecaster. And I can tell you, if they were a forecaster, they'd get a lot more things wrong. So I'm with them on this, but they're always going to be a little late. Uh, the other thing about the Fed is that they don't like to change course. So once they give such strong guidance and they know that they've got an issue, inflation, uh, they're, you know, they, they don't want to like bounce around. They, they like to be consistent. And uh, so what uh, they've been telling us for a couple of months, they're going to do. And why that surprised the market, I don't know, but it did.
1: So what is your take, uh, Blue, as far as like how the market perceives all that, though? Like we talk about like trust. Does the market trust the Fed? Do do you think the market or actually not do you think like on a scale of like one to 10 or zero to 100? How how much does the market trust the Fed right now?
4: Oh, I'm going to give you a five, which means that I don't know. Okay. Uh, you know, the markets are cynical, economists are cynical, equity analysts are cynical. You guys are definitely in that camp.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <You have> Throw <to laughs> <laughs> me in with them, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I love.
4: It. But, so, you know, the Fed has a long history, and they learn, and they do learn from their what they perceive to have been their mistakes and uh, you know back in the early 90s and and under greenspan they didn't do much forward guidance and they and markets kind of got a little more volatile sometimes and so now they're into forward guidance and they really believe in it by the way forward guidance doesn't change the outcome it just smooths out the reaction uh you know if if you're going to take away asset purchases you're going to raise interest rates there's going to be an impact on markets but Forward guidance helps just smooth that out, and that's what they like to do. And once they commit to it, that's what they're going to do.
2: But if you look at it, let's put a positive spin on it and say, you know, we had the pandemic, the the economy's strong, right? That that that's a good thing, right? Earnings are increasing, and you know, having you know having inflation just means that we have a strong economy. So I mean, in the long run. You know, we get through this little, you know, this little bout of inflation, we fight it back. I mean, to me, like the big concern, the huge concern is that if they start raising and they start raising too fast, then is that going to, you know, what's that going to do to the economy? So they're really in a pickle. But I mean, if you want to look, you know, look at the positive end of things, you know. Hey, higher inflation means we have a strong economy. People are spent making money, spending money. Isn't that a good thing?
4: It's definitely a good thing. And it means that the Federal Reserve appropriately should get back to a more neutral policy. By the way, I think a more neutral policy is healthy. Uh, Zero interest rates to me aren't very healthy. Asset purchases aren't that healthy. You only do those in emergency situations. That disturbs the whole price discovery process. It drives uh, investors to search for yield and take more risks than they probably should. And then when you remove that, they get, uh, you know, you get equity volatility that hurts them. This is we're going to actually do fine. And by the way, taking interest rates from zero to one over the course of the year. I mean, really, Come on. by the way, I think one percent is one somewhere between one and two is a better long term, short term interest rate than zero, because like I said, zero hurts retirees it hurts money market funds it hurts a lot of people and uh you know the fed should is appropriately getting out of that uh, policy so you know i think it's gonna be you know the real issue for 2022 is that we don't have any fiscal stimulus anymore and uh not that i'm advocating that but we had massive fiscal stimulus in 2020 and 2021 and it's gone and uh so we, we should expect that the economy in 2022 is going to grow a whole lot slower than it did during the rebound years. And, and that's natural. That's not something that worries me. But I think a lot of people haven't factored that in yet. What about
2: that? What about the Jay, uh, Jamie Dimon, J.P. Morgan talking about eight hikes? I mean, I mean, just give your perspective. I mean,
4: eight hikes
2: and this market's going to be back at the COVID lows. I mean, what's your opinion on that?
4: Well, there, there are two things there. There's the pace of the hikes and then there's the terminal rate. Uh, the, the pace of the hikes is, is probably uh, uh, 25 basis points every other Fed meeting. Uh, so that's, that's starting in March and that's four uh, for, the, for the year. They have done more in the past. Uh, Greenspan did a hike virtually every meeting. He did a 17 step progression into a recession. So they don't want to redo that from the 2006 episode. And Greenspan also back in the early 90s did a 50 a 50 basis point rate hike, and that didn't go over too well. Uh, so the Fed learned. So, you know, every other meeting, quarter point, let's just take it uh, appropriately slow. The terminal rate, I think they're headed to neutral policy. And what is neutral policy? That's putting the Fed funds rate right on top of their long term inflation target. So 175 to 2 on Fed funds. So the Fed funds futures markets. Uh, you know, they they uh, have three or four rate hikes uh, this year and a couple more next year.
1: Yeah. And as you mentioned that, I want to bring up this table from the CME's website. This is a great tool. It's the CME FedWatch tool, which just shows a visual representation of what the Fed Funds futures market is saying. You just go to the probabilities tab right there and here you are. So we're looking at, you know, a, a high likelihood virtual certainty of uh, a, a, a 25 basis point rate hike in March. Uh, You know, you go out a few more months and the probabilities get to be the Fed funds rated around one percent or even, you know, uh, above one percent. But any other takeaways you have from this table, Blue?
4: Well, I I certainly love that table. I look at it every day. Uh, Look at those probabilities. Uh, One thing I should tell you about futures markets, they represent current market sentiment. You know, uh, they're not the greatest forecasters. Uh, so, you know, data, the, the Fed can slow down or speed up if it wants to. But I really think the Fed is really focused on inflation now because, you know, if you're a central banker and inflation starts on your watch and stays high, your legacy is trash. OK, it's toasted. Central bankers, you know, they remember the Bundesbank. They remember the hyperinflation of the Germanys. They, you know, who was the worst central banker? We think it was probably Arthur Burns, first PhD economist to be chair of the Fed. That's he was there when the '70s inflation started. Who's the best former Fed chairman? The the, the heroic. It's our. It's it's Paul Volcker. He gave us 20% interest rates, a recession, and he beat inflation. So inflation is so key to the legacy of the Fed they, you know, they understand that and. And, and of course, high inflation for a long period
2: of time really hurts the economy. Blue, so we're getting a lot of questions here, and I know a, a lot depends on your your time horizon and in um, investing. But you know, we we have a higher interest rate environment. Um, like and like I said, you know, it's good for people with fixed income, uh, other other segments of the economy. Do you just say that? You know, just for a long. Let's let's Say you're just um. I you know not older like me, but you know you know a young. I think our demographic is probably you know let's say twenty to forty five. I mean, do they just stay the course with equities? Do they you know how how do you, how do you handle this uh, this rising? I mean, are stuff on sale here? Do you stick with value? What's just? You know, I'm not looking for individual picks, but how how do you invest in this type of environment?
4: Well, okay, so what what is really different from last year? Okay, the, and we have inflation. You know that's new. Uh, we have the Fed withdrawing restraint. Uh, I mean, co- withdrawing accommodation, and we don't have the fiscal policy stimulus anymore. So what do you got to look at? You, you know, you, you're going to have to look at what did well for those reasons, and then uh, you probably don't want to own them in 2022. But the the economy, like you said, we're you know it's going to settle down into a two two and a half percent growth path. That doesn't sound all that good, but it's actually fine. It's what we did in the last 10 years. Uh, it's a good growth path for an aging economy. The demographics are against us. So, you know, it's, it's going to, the economy is going to be fine. So, you know, and we know that if you hold equities for a long time, it tends to work out. Uh, so, you know, the, the, uh, there, there are a lot of people that are planning to panic and trying to figure out when to panic and all that timing. I, that's, uh, you know, that's off the table. It's, it's, uh, if you think you're going to live uh, another 20 years, get, panic is, just shouldn't be there.
1: That that's a good point. Never forget your time horizon. I always go back to that that saying time in the market is greater than timing the market. Though the caveat to that is as long as you're diversified. Uh obviously owning one stock is not going to necessarily do it do it for you. Uh Blue Pond, I'm Managing Director and Chief Economist at the CME Group. Blue, is there anything we uh, any, any data points we need to be on the lookout for? I mean, we had GDP, was it yesterday now? I think it was yesterday. Uh, uh, you know, we have the Fed meeting in March. Anything we need to have on our radar here that, that could potentially change the
4: narrative? Well, you are going to have to watch earnings. Uh, margins increased last year in, in quite a few companies. A lot of that is kind of an accounting fiction because when a company produces goods and services, they draw on their raw, raw materials, they pay last year's wages, things like that, and, they, and, they, and those things are uh, accounted at book value. So when, when we go into 2022, they're going to be paying higher wages and they're going to be buying the materials they need to make the goods and do whatever services they do at much higher prices. Uh, so, you know, I'm looking for some degree of margin compression in 2022, and I'm worried that some of the analyst community have just extrapolated 2021 and don't understand really what happened. So I think we're going to watch uh, earnings in the second quarter, third quarter, not not necessarily right now. And, and we also have to realize that real GDP is definitely going to slow down or probably going to slow down uh, pretty dramatically in the first half of the year. Uh, you know, we're, we're losing the fiscal stimulus where we've got a little bit of a lag from Omicron. Uh, it's just going to, and you know, the market, so uh, we'll think the fed's going to change course and, um, uh, maybe not.
1: All right. Uh, blue Putnam from the CME group, blue, uh, the made a comment, uh, earlier and I, I, I it, it's been getting to me all, all segment here, your bookshelf is, is it stable? Is it okay? It looks a little <laughs> bit, it looks like it's about to topple over.
4: <laughs> on you. Uh, yeah. That's the camera. The, the, the camera okay. is one of those wide-angle cameras. So the further things away they are, they, they tilt. Uh, so, you know, I'll, I'll try to get you a better background next time. No, no we like it. it. No, we like no, it. You it's like it. Point. I just
1: don't want to topple over on you. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Blue Platinum CME Group, Chief Economist. Blue, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Thank you. All right, hey! Uh, what a violent—that's the word—violent, I mean?
3: violent, violent rallies. Yeah,
1: violent was, reversal during that segment right there. Everything. There's
3: violent rallies in the bear markets. You get the worst, most violent rallies, and you know then shorting is not easy. I mean, like selling the rip has been easy, but you are the hole, you're doing it backwards. So we just got a little ripper. Can we get up a little bit more? I think you get up 433, 434. You're reinitiating shorts again. So. Again, I'm not changing what I just said. We've been in this trading range, and you know, we got back up to 440. It's more of a layup, I guess, Joel. But I mean, you know, you've had three days, same type of trading range, really 427, 428, 440. But it looked like it wanted to resolve itself to the downside yesterday. We get some economic data points, and that's starting to, you know, okay. Well, we let's you know buy them here. Maybe inflation's not as bad as we thought, but. Um, I just think there's a lot of issues still here with this market, and I think you're using rallies to raise cash. Uh, One thing I forgot, I know this is a little bit off topic, but I forgot to mention this earlier.
1: Uh, On the Robinhood conference call, they did say, Dennis, this this will interest you. Actually, this will interest both of you uh, and everyone watching. Uh, Robinhood did say that they are going to extend trading hours on their app. So right now you can only buy it, I think, at 9 a.m. Um, they're going to extend hours uh, to the earlier in the pre-market and later after hours. Oh
3: yeah, uh, Well, that's yeah. good. I mean, give them the options. The only problem with the pre-market and after hours again is like, it's so thin and there's so yep. many traders that come out and they're like, Oh, I just want to buy this stock. Remember at like seven o'clock in the morning or six o'clock in the morning, a lot of stocks don't even have offers yet. So you could end up paying, you know, up 10 bucks or The 4 a.m. Move. Yeah. moves yeah. are crazy. There's no bids and offers out there yet. There's no market makers out there. So sometimes, you know, you're like, oh, I want to get out. And sometimes you sell a really, really bad price. So I've always, you know, you never want to just be hitting the bed or lifting the offer, you know, unless it's out to lunch. But it's, you know, it, it, it's, you know, in, informed traders rock the 4 a.m., 5 a.m. If you don't know all the news and you're just blindly going in and putting orders out there, you're likely going to lose a lot of money. Uh, but, you know
2: who that who that's good for. Can I when, when does that start? Can I buy uh can I buy some triple D calls?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't get up at four the morning. Like, you know? you might
2: you might. I might start. Buy, yeah, you're gonna be out there. Yeah. What what are they they're gonna be like, who do I just trade against? Yeah, we haven't gone over your nicknames for the uh for the pre-market traders in a while.
4: All is, right, there all the new, is there the any handler. new handler?
2: They yeah. don't see them as
3: much anymore. That handler was brutal. So what they would do, there was an algorithm. This was years ago. I don't see it as much out there now. But it would always just offer. So if the stock closed at like fifty dollars and twenty five cents. They'll offer it at fifty one dollars and twenty five cents. They're hoping <laughs> you don't look at the handle. Oh, I bought the wrong handle. They always would. And if the stock price, even during the day, you would see it back at like. If I go back 12, 13 years ago or even 15 years ago and algorithms are just starting, there was like this automated program that would always stay a handle away. So if the stock ticked down to 2050, it would go 2150. And it's just hoping you accidentally lift it. And, you know, well, it's the wrong handle. And then you get burned for a buck. Dirty, <laughs> dirty, dirty program. So <laughs> the penny awesome, jumper. A lot up. of dirty traders out there um also um it's legal it was legal but it's dirty as hell (laughs) you want to punch that guy in the face i'd accidentally do it sometime i'm like i want to punch that handler algorithm in the face the person behind that like oh my Uh, gosh i just bought the wrong handle you're looking 24 23 oh it's ticking and then they can put the other handle on you i screwed it up a few times back in the day you could call bust it though and i would call right away when i screwed it up you get the i'd call down I call ready. Send Goldman, broker to the floor, or 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 send you know, or just call the other side. So they, I'd say, bust that trade, and they go like it was a bust or adjust. And you know, they sometimes they'd offer you something like no, take it to ruling, and then on the floor, they'd rule it. Yeah, (laughs) used to the wrong handle, you know, but now it's like clearly erroneous rules and stuff. All those trades would stand, yeah, yep. Uh, Uh, just a
2: a quick reference point here for you know, because you see that the wild action and everything. We talked about you know the importance of your daily highs and lows, I talked to you about that 164 level. You know, on that bump, where did Apple go? Just over 164. Respect your daily highs and lows. Sure, you want, want to see this at 168 today, but first things first, you know, took take a look at your levels, 164. Also, with the S&Ps, it didn't go green for very long. So, at 1775 is the low close of the move, of this recent move. We just got a little blip to 2250 there. But you know, if you want to buy today, buy the dip. You think we're going back to you know forty four hundred, forty four ten today. You know, see if we can get green. So, I mean, and hold green, hold hold the close. You're almost better off trying to wait and see if it can hold a level, than just blindly you know. Oh, okay, you know this. I like this. I like this low. Sometimes it's better to wait. So the spoons got up to seventeen seventy. They got through that level a little bit. Let's see what let's see what holds it again. It's a whole different story, you know, once the liquidity comes in, right? They pounded this thing at sixty-six on a oh, quarter. Yeah. We're Same. hiding under our desk waiting for that forty-two, twelve seventy-five to fall. And, you know, now it's like Looking like a great day. Look at that, we're fifty well, hands we, off we, the we've low. come
3: back. We're starting to leak here a little know, bit again. We I went know. right to we go right to flat. Screw a few Ex- people. As as oh, I just we're green. That.
4: And then they You're pulled over. Right here, out right.
3: Oh man, the mark. There's the mark. Get those orders out there. I mean, like, nobody knows anything again. <laughs> you know what I say twenty minutes ago might be different from how I'm trading two hours from now. The market will give me more information. Ex- the market is constantly giving you information. A lot of information. How you process and digest that as a trader. So you've got to be okay. You know, you got to be always processing all that information using the tape and looking at all these different things but right now my overall long-term cap says sell rallies that's what my long-term cap <laughs> the short-term for... day trading cap is buying dips and selling rips all day forever it was doing that two years ago it was doing that five years ago it was doing that 10 years ago it's what it does it's trying to take advantage of inner day shop that's what the short-term trading hat does so when I'm talking, like I'm selling stocks, I'm talking to you, long-term investors, because on this show we wear a bunch of different hats. Exactly. And you know, and I, again, if you go as long as blue, I, am I selling my spy? Am I selling my Qs? No, I did sell a little bit of cues, but for the most part, I'm staying still. Sixty some percent invested, sixty-five percent invested in this market right now. If I thought, you know, the shit was hitting the fan and we were tanking fifty percent, I'd go all cash. I don't think that's the case. But I also don't think I want to come in here and use my dry powder right now after three, four days in the same range because it feels like it wants to resolve to the downside. That's how it feels to me. I might be wrong. Feel can be wrong. But doesn't it feel kind of like it's been down here too long, Joel? Don't you kind of feel like, you know, we've been – I don't know.
2: Uh, you got a bunch of lows. I mean, you got You got a line in the sand, right? And it's been def- – this is going to be the fourth time – if we hold today, this is the fourth time it's been defended, right? If those lows hold up today, and what have we seen in this market? Time and time again, you know, it's like you have a pretty good sell-off from the high. You know, everyone gets leaning one way, and then, boom, it rallies. But it, it just that that monday's low like and I, I talked about it a couple weeks ago actually before i went on vacation uh, i looked at the weekly low and i had talked to a couple people and i think that legal weekly, weekly low was like 46.72 or something i said we take out the weekly low then there's you know there's nowhere to go we're, we're still almost 100 handles off that weekly low it's gonna take you know what can it happen yes but you know I'm trying to try to be positive here. I, I, I want think.
1: to answer this question I, I sure, imagine, What's question I, I imagine we will all have different answers which is not gonna help but Jeremy Goldstein what advice do you have for a new investor who is all cash this is an interesting one oh.
3: I deploy some of it. Yeah. I don't want to be all cash right now. I wouldn't want to be, especially your age. I mean, okay, if you're sixty-five old years old, it's a different story. How old, old are you? Jeremy, I don't know how uh he he like what young. age group? You don't tell he us your age, but are you like twenty? Are you forty? Are you eighty? Twenty-five. Right. No, I he, think you want to deploy. I think he's you're pictures If, you're, down if there. I put my long term cap on, I'm buying some stocks. If I had all cash I'm sixty five percent invested, I'm bearish right now, so I'm still sixty-five <laughs> percent invested. So it's telling you. If you're all cash, I'm putting some capital to work. Now, if you're a trader and you're a day trader, maybe it's. Wait, a different J- Jeremy story.
1: says he's 42. So that, so all right, so you, so you have a little bit less time, but still relatively young. Not, I think, oh not yeah, near I
3: think you're, I think you're buying some stocks. I think you're looking, you know, at some beat up names. Like I said, I nibbled a little bit of Square in my long term time horizon. You know, twenty. You know, looking at it, twenty years from now, I think Square is going to be there. Somebody's saying Shopify. I love Shopify. I want to buy Shopify. Somebody said it has a PE of 30. I don't think that's correct. Is I that I, low? I don't think that's correct.
1: Uh, Shopify has a uh, it I, has I, a tra- it has a trailing PE of actually it's less. Oh no, that's the wrong ticker. Stupid. Uh, uh no,
3: it's got a it's got a trailing PE of 30. That's the difference. The trailing PE What what it might go- have just been a one-time event, one-time earning or something. Right,
1: trailing way. PE is going off last year right the forward pe is what we care about because we want we care about future earnings not what's the yesterday?
3: forward pe on shopify. 158 158 so obviously there was something in there it didn't just all of a sudden wasn't a value stock last year 158 sounds right to me so don't just take whatever you got and you see the pe do your research maybe there's a one time item maybe there was a sale maybe there was something in there but pe a shop if shopify pe at 30 i would be backing up the truck right now if it okay. really had a pe there's if, a like, big
1: difference between pe and 4P. we 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 invest so we can get future earnings vegas
3: 124 i yes mean even those
1: earnings are are not yeah. important
3: if pe if the shopify pe was 30 it would be the biggest investment in my portfolio right now i love shopify i would love it to come down to a pe of 30 but it's 150 something or whatever 158 yeah. is what um somebody else is saying you know on yeah. a forward basis but I mean, I, I, and I don't know why that's showing that. I don't even know why it is ever showing 30 because it wasn't trading 30 times last year's earnings. So something's wrong there. there some, was, it must have been like, an, a, like a sale or it must have been something that happened there. Yeah. It was never there. So, I mean, it's come down a lot, but it's still trading 100 times earnings. So let's cut it in half one more time. And then it starts to become more of a value name. So that's what I would say is if I'm trading Shopify, if I'm trying to invest in Shopify, I want some type of, you know, value yeah because the story mattered in 2020 it doesn't matter now it's yeah, valuation
1: and, and it's, people are asking in the chat yes microsoft is, is, does have a PE of 33 four P or 33 Microsoft
3: is but not, not growing like Shopify but
1: that's it's why that's why I'm
3: saying if if Shopify you can compare apples to oranges Microsoft is growing still nicely but not like Shopify is just exploding. Shopify is an awesome company I just can't pay a hundred times earnings for something in this environment. That's all. I would love to own Shopify at a P of 50. Even. I would buy it if it was, you know, so let's cut it in half one more time to 400. I'll back up the truck and it'll be the biggest investment in my long-term portfolio. If Shopify comes down to 400 bucks, unless, you know, something really happens with that, the company that, fundamental, that fundamental, if, be... if they cut it in half one more time, I will load the boat on Shopify, but I'm not loading Wait. the boat at a P of a hundred. Just
1: to be clear. There is no yes. There's people are criticizing 4PE. The there's no such thing as a perfect metric. Okay, oh, every, we know metric that. Has, every metric has its flaws. 4PE has its flaws. Yes, we don't is, know. It, Those are projections. It, it are is based it. on projections. We yeah. don't actually know. But the idea, yes, every you can pick, you can nitpick any ratio anything on the balance sheet and you can nitpick it there's no such thing as the the one number that will rule them all price is the number that rules them all right i love
3: shopify that's the one that matters i love shopify but i don't love the stock yet it's just not cheap enough but it could it grow into that it could i mean if you're buying at 800 a day does it eventually have a pe of 40 or 50 because they've grown the earnings enough i think eventually it might so maybe if you're nibbling in Shopify, maybe you're gonna be okay with a twenty year time horizon on Shopify. I at five hundred, I think you'd really be okay. So I'd love it to get cut in half again and then I would load up. If you nibbled in here, am I gonna smack your fingers and say that's a dumb investment? No, I won't. I but I'm not paying a hundred times earnings in this environment. We all we all know the real reason you love Shopify. is because they're Canadian. I mean, yeah. He's crazy. not, you see, he didn't even deny. Oh, no, for sure. He didn't even deny. No, it. I was reading the chat. There'd be a me heated. <laughs> oh, all right. No, I, I, no, for, for real. All
2: right. Listen, it was a fun line. Yeah, I, 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 I today, do guys. like it, it's
3: Canadian. I like I'm going uh, to hop
2: over to Pre Market Prep Plus on, and cover all these tickers we missed. So, uh, triple D, go get them. And uh, I'll talk to you after the open. Pre-market Everyone, have Pre-prep, a good day.
1: Premarketprep.com for that. Uh, we're going to hop off as well. We've rallied
3: I- all the way back up. I mean, just selling rips, buying dips until further notice. Long term investing. If you're 100% cash, you're nibbling on your toes in here yes um right. do I think we got more downside yes I do do I think the s ps is going the spy is going to 400 yes I do I think the spy is going down to 400 eventually that's just Let, my thoughts
1: let's bring money Mitch on here I also have to hop because I gotta I got get ready for our next show our all access show uh this was probably my favorite show that we've done in oh in a while this was I thought was a fan fantastic show money mitch come on down here and uh i want you to share your charts for us if you can and uh i want to know what, what your what your take on today is
5: what's going on how we doing out there let's go ahead let's get to it i'll share my screen right now
1: yeah I, this go. was a great a great discussion today i i, I want to know where your head's at and then i gotta hop
5: all right let's go ahead let's take a look here so the spy is going to be all about 428 why is that so important because the monthly chart guys the monthly lows here playing into and you can look back there that's uh, the october low the september low do we take out those lows now if we do take out those lows on the downside i do think that we're going to get a significant move down towards let's say the 400 We did do a 23.6% retracement here on the SPY. But the question is, do we break it today? You see how we're right on that 428 level right now. That's what I'm going to be watching this morning. If we break through that 428 on the downside, I'm going to be trading short. Above 442s is where I'd be looking for longs. We got a little pop right into this kind of a little bit here. We started pushing on up. Haven't been able to hold up there around the 442s. Really 450s gets us really bullish but for right now we're going to look at that 442 why because we look at the hourly and we see multiple resistance there the question is do we take out the 428 today on the downside all right time to catch up with the chat out there what's going on out there guys all right there guys sorry about that i was hearing rohan in my ears that was a little bit weird all right let's go ahead let's keep going there let's smash up that like get that like on up easy money in the house Shannon in the house what's up out there slow back Eric how we doing out there hex JD throw up those stocks guys you guys want some stocks covered throw them on up sorry about that all right let's get some music going let's let's party on out into the open here thoughts on rublox being mentioned all right let's go ahead and take a look there All right. So Rublox has been coming down and it's going to continue to come down. In my eyes, I I, I was calling this out when it first started breaking down in the 100s. Some people weren't thinking that it was going to keep coming down. I think this is going to go down always below the IPOs. I've been talking about you stay away from the IPOs right now, guys. Look at Coin. Look at Hood. Look at all these IPOs. These IPOs are not going anywhere. Be careful with IPOs. If you learned what got hit the hardest on the dot-com era it was those new ipos all right time to go through some stocks in the chat if you guys got one you guys are taking a look at for the upside definitely go ahead and do it but rublox no 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 for me just like the payment stocks uh a chart like this i am not trying to buy guys i know that a lot of people are trying to call square to the bottom they're trying to call paypal to the bottom they're trying to call visa to the bottom I am staying away from these guys. I'm not going to go ahead and jump into any of these until the market changes its environment. Let's go ahead. Andreas, how are we doing out there? All right. uh, Got goaded. Let's make some money. K.O. says Martin. Uh, so just to kind of mention uh, defensives didn't do that bad yesterday. you can see this kind of close on the harmy this could break 59 on the downside but look at PG or something like this. that's what I'd be watching if it breaks 158, 156 on the downside you could see a turnaround from value. We'll see what happens today to see if consumer defensives are up as you can see consumer defensives, this is my uh, sector analysis it needs to get back above in this area so that we can see these defensives stay strong. Apple being mentioned. Apple is one that I'm definitely keeping an eye out. I actually shorted this yesterday, guys. What were the important levels to watch? All right. So we're going to go ahead and delete some of this so that you guys can see what important levels we want to call out and kind of keep an eye out today. So one thing I'll do is I'll make this full screen here. I'll zoom in a little bit. And as you can tell, let me go ahead and kind of delete this other one here all right guys so the areas to watch today are above this 630 uh the 667 I called this out on in the earnings when we started popping on up that was the extension above that's going to be the level that we're going to look for green trades above that so we can go ahead and just put a green line here let's go ahead and make it thick so you guys can see that on the red side what's going to be the red side indicator red side indicator is going to be down below 160 but I'm going to do it down towards 158. So we want to go ahead and kind of catch all these bottoms here. See when we take this out again, it's going to be around 157, 80s, 158. So I'll go ahead and I'll make that line my red line here and know that, hey, if it does get below that, we're looking for some shorts. So this is something I'm doing lately is putting a green and red line, especially in an environment where you just got to look at levels to see what happens. This is what I like to see. Qs look like they're going to hit 300. Hey, we'll see what happens, Gene. I, you know, one thing I'm going to definitely be watching is to see if we can break on down there. But like always, guys, let's keep on going. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Let's go. On the downside for the Qs, I would point out uh, down below the 338s. Down below that, you could see some shorts coming in. Lucid yesterday was one of the best short calls that we called out. We are looking at this trade off the VWAP from the 30s. Um, first we were calling a move towards the thirties, but after that, we even called the move back down towards the low. This went down towards 27 guys. This is exactly what I was looking for. And I expected this in lucid, but I know that you lucid dreamers out there didn't want to see this and I'm not trying to wish you bad on anything. So let's just keep going. All right, let's go. Let's go. WDC being mentioned here. Oh, Martin, I already gave you one. Let's go ahead. Let's keep going. Watermelon slice JPM here. Uh, not a bad look here. I would definitely pay attention to this one. I think this is a great look if it can get back on up through 150. So you'd want to see a really strong day getting up there through kind of this 50-day on the one hour you look at the daily we're trying to get back on up there needs to get back above 150 if not it could take out the 140s on the downside gs is another one that i've been watching to see if it's going to get moving bac looks also decent but these really haven't really started getting into the trend to show us that they want to go ahead and break out after this recent pullback all right so that's the banks let's keep going i loaded on ltm Hey, that's not a bad one to take a look at. Mitch, can we revisit LTM? We're going back towards 423. There you go. Two people ask. I got you, guys. Let's go ahead. Let's keep going. Lockheed Martin here. We got about seven minutes left here before we get on over to all access. So do me the favor, guys. Smash up that like button. Let's get it on up. Let's get the likes to. We got over 1,400 people watching. We should get the likes to 1,000. You guys heard me. Do me do me the favor guys if you guys want me to continue going through stocks we do this every single day live for free so do me the favor guys smash that thumbs on up if you got the ipad underneath the desk because the boss is around pull it back out hit that like button and let's keep going here with the stocks ltm lmt let's go Lockheed martin what's it gonna do so look how my line drew out and it came right to that level Right around that 394.65, we actually went towards a high of 395.60. So that's the level I'd be looking for the upside. Above 395, I think he gets up there towards the 400. But you could get a little bit of a pullback on this now. Let's go ahead and take a look more at the weekly. Weekly, I've drawn out a kind of trend line that you're trying to get above here, which is the 380s. So I think in a longer term, as long as 380s can hold, I'd still be bullish on LMT all right let's keep going guys mttr being mentioned in the chat and I'll also take a look at at uh, tesla there so mttr this one's just going to keep coming on down for me um we've been talking about this one for a while now when it was in the 23s i thought i could get towards 10 and look now we're at eight dollars and 45 cents i would definitely stay away tesla also breaking down hard after the earnings report yesterday that's not a good sign and what's a not in, what's a even greater n- sign that you don't want to be seeing is a stock avoiding to get towards the vwap this stock couldn't even get towards vwap yesterday until after hours or to this pre-market hours if you look back it, it, this is not what you want to be seeing on tesla i would want to see tesla get back above 850s today but i'm not trading this to the out uh, to the upside i'd only be trading it to the downside at least for right now you get what the f you deserve yeah let's take a look at f ford uh ford is down towards 1903s i do see a nice support here uh that i have drawn out is from the last trading period when we were in here so we'll see if 1903s can hold now on ford if that doesn't hold i do think you'll get a crack down a little further level we'll see if ford can grab that one thing that i will point out in ford though look at the moving average there's very few Moving averages where the 200 is actually below it So this is essentially still in a bullish trend. We'll see what happens forward All right, let's go ahead keeping my eye on the boil paul We'll wish you the best of luck. We went over that one on money Mitch. So i'll keep going here pfizer being mentioned in the chat That's not a bad one to take a look at pfd. Let's take a look here. I actually have a, a drawn out trend line here and i'll put an alert here for us you know we want to get alerted if we can get back above here this 54 57 around the 5450s. so let's see if we can get an alert to get through there i do like this one daily is actually in the 200 day below it so that's a good sign can we get above the 200 day or the 50 day which is this yellow line that will give us a nice little push 5457. This is one that I definitely keep on radar. I know a lot of people are looking at maybe some healthcare sector to do good in 2022. I would keep this one on watch. We'll see what happens. And this one can get above 54, 57 today. Not a bad one to keep an eye out, Mars. AMD is another one that I'm going to go ahead and get through. We got about three minutes left before I get on out of here. Do me the favor, guys. I'm running through these. Hit that like button 100 is going to be so vital for this if it breaks 100 93 is the next level down and it really i mean you retrace this whole move here so let's see if they can catch a bottom finally and hold on to that 100 on amd sdc it kind of avoid that stock but i'll go ahead and i'll go through it i don't really like this stock uh you can tell that it rejects every time it gets on up there I think this is eventually a zero, but that's just my opinion, guys. What's going on, Juan? George out there. We went through Lucid already. Money Mitch buying April puts for Tesla 1100s Looks like IV lower than historic. Might be worth sitting in for a while. Hey, that's not a bad approach, at least. Bros being mentioned in the chat. Uh, We're keeping an eye on it, but not right now. It's not anything you want to do. U.S. Steel had numbers today. Let's take a look how U.S. Steel did. So U.S. Steel is kind of sideways. I would, I would literally just pull this down. Pull that down. That's going to be your goal sign above 20s. We're going to look for upside move. And below here, this low wick, uh, which is 1798, around 18, we're going to look for downside. This is actually one that I'll actually set an alert. I'll let you guys know on All Access if I go live on this one, if I get along on us Steel. we got about two minutes left so i'm going to quickly go through netflix i'm just going to say if it's bullish or bearish for me right now i think you still need to get back above 400s for you to look for a long but if you get it back above 400s i don't think it's a bad look to like kind of risk off this 380 area trying to get it back to fill that gap up to 500 we'll see if netflix can ever fill that gap all right last one from shannon here is going to be cbx oil trade here is oil finally ever going to turn around we did get a harmy a topping look this is what at the top this is a hangman right there we'll see if that kind of holds 135 42s or one thirty five fifties or even you can point it up let's say 136 because that's the high of yesterday that's where you would want to trade maybe CVX towards the upside below here below yesterday's low or actually it's two Thursdays low here um yeah it's yesterday's low 128.96 on the downside so below 128.96 around here that's where I'd look for the short we'll see if it trades out of this range one thing that I do like is CVX when it comes on up it trends and when it comes on down it usually does a couple of down days so we'll see if we get that down day through the 128s and wish you the best of luck out there shannon all right let's go ahead shot shan shanti uh doing disney disney's one that i would try to stay away until you really get a strong candle right now it's kind of in the middle of nowhere all right guys that's gonna do it for me up next you guys got all access yes go check out some new stocks go learn and if you want to trade with me you can also jump into the chat i'll be there trading and looking into some stocks At around 11, I'll probably be joining in here doing a market review. So that means stick around, guys, right here on Benzinga's YouTube. Until then, guys, do me the favor. Before you get on out of here, smash that thumbs on up as we do this every single day live. See you guys on All Access.